Hey everybody, this is Jeff Feingold, editor of New Hampshire Business Review with our Down to Business podcast for January 12th, 2022. Uh, this week, we're going to have on as one of our regular guests, Bob Sanders, staff writer for the Business Review, who will be, we just want to discuss a little bit about Bob. Bob has a story coming up in the next issue, which comes out January 14th. Uh, on what to expect in terms of business-related legislation coming up in the uh, this, this session of the uh, New Hampshire House, which began last week, January was it was it was on the fifth, right? The first the first hearing, the first session, which turned out to be interesting in itself, and it actually is related to the first thing I want to talk to you about, Bob, because. You know, there's a lot of stuff on the agenda of, of the of the House this year, of, of the House and Senate this year. But I think the number one issue is, it seems to me, is COVID. And there's a whole slew of legislation being sponsored in both houses that address uh, some aspect of COVID-19. Now, I'm not asking you to name every single bill, but if you could just kind of give us an overview of what what, what we should expect in the next few months. Well, um, there seems to be the big thing is vaccinations and and mandates. Um, um, this is kind of reaction to the federal, uh, you know, um, administratively uh, trying to mandate uh, businesses to uh, vaccinate workers. Um, so the uh, the mainly Republican legislature is going on the other tack, um, and they're uh, they're. They're kind of asking businesses not to require vaccinations of their employees, uh, not asking, but mandating that word again. Yeah. Uh, the mandate not to mandate, if you can keep track of this. Uh, so, uh, so even if a, a business wants to say, hey, I want a safe environment, you know, you know everybody's got to get vaccinated, um, you know, to protect the workers or the customers um they wouldn't be able to under a lot of these bills uh we looked at the business bills there's this stuff's going on and you know in the um in in schools and that's where a lot of the attention is because everybody's concerned about their kids and um but uh this is most of the bills actually have to do with businesses not schools and um and it's interesting uh Businesses don't like the federal government telling them what to do, and they, they don't like the state government telling them what to do either. <laughs> they just they want to decide for themselves. And uh, so you have this uh, a lot of business groups lining up against these uh, these bills. Yeah, yeah, could you go over a little bit of that? I mean, it's it seems like there's almost a unified uh, response to this in terms of uh, from some different from organizations that aren't always on the same side on some things, but on this one, it seems to be that they're pretty much unified against this idea of the state, like you said, mandating something that they can't do. You know, just saying you can't do this. So, yeah. could just talk a little bit about what that what what that's all about. Well, it's you know, as I I talked to Dave Juve over at the B Business and Industry Association, and. Uh, he said Republicans are usually really good when it comes to not mandating things for business, but uh, this is the exception. Though he he did note very quickly that uh, 
that, you know, not all the Republicans have voted yet, and maybe there'll be some who will back business on this. Um, but uh, the bills, there's such a variety. There's all these creative ways to get at businesses who, who mandate. Uh, I mean, there's some that just say you can't do it. There are others that say, uh, I'll pull your state contracts. There are others that say, uh, well, yeah, if you, if you lay off someone because they won't get vaccinated, you have to give them six months severance pay. <laughs> um, and then, or unemployment, which, you know, affects your, your uh, saying that, that the person is not being willful and blaming the employer in sense for laying them off for that. Um, and, uh, you know, or they, if, if something happens in the vaccination or if the worker blames something on the vaccination, then they could get sued. Um, so <laughs> lots of well, that, different that, that, ways. Well, that COVID not, I, I was just going to say, I just wanted to say that we've come, we've, apparently we've come a long way since that COVID liability bill that uh, wasn't passed last uh, year, it seems. Well, ironically, the COVID liability bill was transformed into an anti-vax bill, uh, a bill that would uh, require um, uh, that I'm trying to, remember which one that was it was actually vote it was supposed to be voted on on the fifth um but uh snow came in between and it was tabled along with a slew of other bills um so all this is going on while you know covid is raging uh causing businesses you know to lose workers uh and uh, the legislature itself um there were two yeah. uh COVID cases, and then now a third person who just learned uh, uh, has COVID, uh, who so blames it on the others uh, who came in um, unmasked and unvaccinated. Um, yeah. And uh, so now, in a in, for the for reporters, one of the good things uh, is that uh, last year, if you remember, um, uh, you know all the hearings and everything uh was was uh which used to be online you could testify and and everything you you could go to the hearings that way virtually and find out what's going on then they switched to hybrid and then they they said they simply said you know that's it but uh, this year it's a surprise surprise they are broadcasting all the hearings um, so uh, people can attend them. I don't think they can testify. At least I haven't seen that. But uh, you can um, you can attend them that way, and that way the public can find out a little bit more uh, what's going on without uh, you know without um, uh, um, relying on on reporters to to show up at all these hearings. Yeah, I mean, I have to say, you, I, I think you're just talking from your own bias, Bob, on this. <laughs> I mean, I have to be honest with you. After reading about that that session uh, last week, the opening session, I wouldn't have wanted to be in that room. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of wild. Well, that that's a very big, spacious room. The the, the committee hearings yes. are a small room, though. They are trying to double up and go into the the two rooms rather than one for safety reasons and they're, they're holding more um you know sessions in 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 the the hall they didn't use for the for the um 
uh, Representatives Hall, which they didn't use for the actual meetings, but they are using for hearings more often now. Um, so a little better. And that's and that's going to be interesting too when they have some of these bills come up. I'm assuming there's going to be quite a few people interested in attending in person when they have these these hearings, even at Representatives Hall, which seats 400 people on the floor, and uh, that could be they can be squeezed in there. Yeah. And then we'll, we'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. Although I think you're supposed to have to wear a mask in the legislate in the in the state house, or I don't know actually. No, no, no you, you don't. don't. It's re it's requested. Yes. Or suggest. Yes. Yeah, okay. Good luck with that, everybody, when they have that <laughs> hearing. Uh, it's you know anyway. honor system. <laughs> yeah, the honor system. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I, so basically, what we're having now is a situation where the traditional role, like you know. Uh, in, a lot of businesses have, uh, has always, have always been wary of Democrats trying to impose like restrictions, you know, or you know, increase minimum wages and all kinds of uh, employment law and employment workplace uh, kind of stuff. But right now, it seems that the big, it's the roles have reversed, at least in terms of the in terms of the of COVID. It's there's there's an irony there that uh, I'm sure is not getting past too many people. I think that that's it's pretty. Uh, it, it just shows the state of our politics today, I think, is more than anything else. Well, yeah, you anyway, have so, Republicans. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, go, no, go ahead, please. Well, oh, well, you, you have Republicans all of a sudden championing workers' rights. Um, but, yes. but, <laughs> but Democrats are still, you know, they, they still are, uh, are wanting to impose things on workers too. And they, I mean, on businesses too. Uh, uh, on behalf of the yeah. worker, just not related to COVID vaccines. I know the minimum wage bill is coming back up again, but almost at this point, it's probably like a moot point because I think the minimum wage <laughs> that's in that bill is probably less than most people are getting paid, you know, being begged to work at like a McDonald's. So I don't know about that, but uh, could you go over a few of those, some of the, some of the highlights of, the, of that kind of legislation? Well, yeah, I just do want to say that the minimum wage, even though it affects very few people, their wages are going to go up to $15 an hour in a few years under the under several bills. And um, and there's still a lot of people who make under $15 an hour. So they'll get a raise. And plus, it pushes the whole wage scale up. Now, both sides agree about this. You know, the the, the people who are opposed to minimum wage don't, you know, say that this is hard on businesses because it will push, not because of the minimum wage, but the, the, um, the, not that a lot of people are making minimum wage, but a lot of people are low wage and their wages will be pitched, pushed up to 15, or even if they're making 15, will be pushed up because of, uh, you know, someone starting at 15, obviously you got to give them a raise. So, so, um, yeah. so it will affect people. So there is, there is still, a lot of concern on both sides on that. Um, and we are so low compared to other states. I mean, we're at 7.25 an hour. I mean, Massachusetts is at 14.25. I mean, <laughs> we're half, half of Massachusetts. <laughs> to give another quarter on them, on them, but otherwise exactly half. So, um, 
So that's that's a huge differential on the border. And you know, we're we're losing, we have trouble attracting workers. And uh maybe that's one of the reasons. So um so that's one thing, but I think there's a there's a lot of there there's some perennial bills, but there is some people always trying to figure out a new way of doing things. Not that it will get passed, but uh, it's interesting. Like one in one thing is uh, there's been bills in the past that said you can't you have to give some time to shift schedules so people can uh, can work. Well, the one bill uh wouldn't in, instead they would have uh oh yeah you can shift your schedules just pay time and a half and uh that obviously businesses aren't too crazy about that uh then uh yeah. then there are bills that would uh there's an interesting bill that would uh um aimed at gig workers which is not your traditional labor type bill um but saying that um that the uh, productivity uh, goals that uh, that businesses have, and this is kind of aimed at people like in Amazon and that kind of thing, um, yeah, yeah. that that uh, you have to leave enough time to go to the bathroom. They can't be so stringent. Uh, and uh, the the problem is that you know we've heard of Amazon workers, but they just don't have time, and they have to bring their you know bring a a bottle with them basically to be able to to get their work and meet their goals rather than try to find a bathroom and a gas station somewhere um i mean yeah that's not it's not an exaggeration that there's many of them are having that issue and, and there's also safety issues involved too in terms of meeting certain time requirements for deliveries right i mean do you run that red light you know when it's turning uh <laughs> You know, turning yellow to red in order to uh, yeah. to get someplace, and then what happens when someone else has the same idea? You know, yeah. <laughs> on the other side. Um, anyway, so that's the other thing, and one other bill that's kind of interesting in that it's not we're not sure how to how everybody's going to vote on is uh, the paid family medical leave. Um, now, this is a, a bill to repeal the governor's plan, which has yet to be implemented. Um, and if you remember, paid family leave was a, was a, originally a Democratic idea. Um, they wanted to have a, a surcharge, um, you know, about 50 cents that the workers would pay. Um, and and that, that was set up, a, 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 I think it was 12 weeks of benefits for everybody. Um, the governor, and as an alternative, because this was very politically popular, well, he, um, he vetoed that bill. He vetoed, he vetoed, he vetoed that, that bill, bill. Yeah. several times. Yes, uh, and uh, so even it was at that time the legislature was more democratic, but still, it did yeah. get Republican support. Uh, not enough to overcome the veto. So um, he came up with this voluntary plan which would kind of piggyback off state workers. Um, you offer state workers the plan and businesses and individuals can join. And there was even a tax break in it, so it would make it a little bit more attractive. Um, anyway, these bills come from Republicans who, who want to repeal that. Uh, and um, it's, it'll be interesting to see where the Democrats stand. Democrats have always said that this voluntary plan won't work. You really need a, you know, a more universal plan. 
Um, and the, uh, you know, and I don't know if they're going to rescue back the governor's voluntary plan or let it go down the tubes and say, we need a, you know, we need the, uh, the mandatory one. Yeah. You know, that that's, it's really, it's really kind of, uh, it's been an interesting debate to, to watch because back when it was first proposed, it seemed that there were, there was a room for compromise on, on this, you know, and the governor's plan maybe was, you know, a compromise of it, but it was, you know, it was obviously a compromise at work because it was, is approved, but now that they want to repeal it, I mean, it's just, it, it makes you realize there's, there are things going on on the ground here, in, especially after COVID or during or after, I wish I could say after COVID, during COVID where there, there have been obvious needs of people to have to take time off from work because of, to care for a family member or themselves. It's a, we're seeing this happen in real time. Yeah. And, and, and you have certain people in the legislature who are just trying to ignore that, that reality, I guess. I mean, I, it just seems to be, I mean, how else do you explain, you know, not, not, not even allowing the governor's plan to, to try to see if it works at all. Yeah. No, it's just, it no, just seems know. Well, the, the governor's plan, actually, no one ever voted on it by itself. It was part of, it was just part of the budget. Um, so, yeah. so it's, this is the first time people vote on it specifically. Um, we'll see how it goes. But, uh, but the thing is, I mean, not only was this in the atmosphere because of COVID, it was actually um, put into effect because there was fam paid family medical leave for COVID reasons was uh yeah. was instituted by the federal government um and even by the state um you yeah. know for unemployment uh even before the federal government did it they said well if you're caring for your kids because they're you know your school's closed you can stay home and uh we'll give you unemployment which is basically yeah. paid that family anymore though <laughs> <laughs> no it doesn't and the, and the federal government did the same thing we'll give businesses at tax break so they don't have to pay for uh, family leave, um, but we'll reimburse them for it. Um, and that was going on for a few years, so, or about a year. So, so this is, uh, so people have gotten a little used to this idea. Yeah, yeah, they, they, you know, that's what I'm saying. It was an experiment in real time. Yeah. But uh, now I just want to move on to one, one other subject that's of interest, especially, uh, lately you know we had uh energy efficiency funding now we know about the we we had sam evans brown on here uh, a few weeks ago from clean energy in new hampshire talking about this uh, decision by the public utilities commission to basically defund not not completely defund but un unfund this new hampshire saves program uh just kind of take money away from it which helps pay for energy efficiency projects and stuff all over the state. Um, it was supported by utilities and a whole bunch of groups. And then the PUC voted to do, to do away with its basic source of funding and or, or re severely, severely cut it. And even opponents of expanding New Hampshire saves are against what the PUC did. So if you could talk a little bit about that uh, in the time we have left. Yeah, this is uh, basically a battle over, uh, there's two sources of funding. 
for the, the New Hampshire Saves Program. One is the system benefit charge, that little thing you get on your, your bill. Uh, you'd say it used to be just for uh, helping people pay their bills, uh, poor people pay their bills. Um, but it's since been used for energy efficiency and that's been expanded a lot in recent years. And the utilities like this idea, the energy advocates like this year, but business, particularly BIA, opposed it. Um, so what happened is they've been pressuring the PUC and the PUC kind of not only agreed with the BIA, but kind of went overboard and uh, and cut this, not not just froze, not just didn't increase the the uh, the uh, the system benefit charge, but cut it back. Um, you know, rolled it back basically. So a lot of programs that were thought everybody was funded and ready to go all of a sudden had their funding cut out from under them. And the PUC has been pretty stubborn about this. So um, and uh, there's been a lawsuits and they haven't gone anywhere. So the legislature kicked in on on the first week and they passed a bill that was actually backed by someone who was not very friendly to uh, energy efficiency programs and renewables. Um, and but it basically froze things in place. So it's kind of like what the BIA wanted. Um, but it also took the power away from um, the PUC making these decisions, saying the legislature should. The advocates have long, long thought that the PUC was basically, it's a little complicated, but the basically the PUC's original decision was that even though this you pay more on assisted benefits charge, the benefits, uh, you know, in terms of energy savings would lower people's bills, not just the people who get, mm -hmm. you know, um, light bulbs and LED light bulbs and so forth, but but even people who don't use it, because if you lower your energy costs and the amount you pay for, you know, transmission and other things goes down and the amount of energy you have to buy goes down. And so you don't have to, you're not charged as much anyhow. That's the argument. The PUC weighed in and said, yeah, this is a good idea. It saves money to ratepayers, even though you see this thing, this one charge going up. And uh, so it's very complicated, and people argue about whether it really does or not. And um, so this basically, they say the legislature shouldn't get involved in this because it's so political. But now the PUC is political. And they, they, you know, yeah. there have been some changes in its makeup and they went overboard. But so we have this situation where it's some people are saying that uh, that the PUC, some even liberals or, or energy advocates are saying maybe it shouldn't be in the hands of the PUC. But anyway, they passed this. It's got to go to the Senate. And uh, and there's a bill there by Waters, uh, Senator David Waters, who would. Um, that would do the same thing, but not put it in the hands of the PUC. And it was attached to a very interesting solar bill too, um, which is, you know, in its own right, because there's been problems with um, with solar as well. So there's a lot going on in energy. And I haven't even gotten into Reggie. I don't know if we have time to do it, which is another way the to region, fund energy. energy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, if we well, you have, know, I have I, to uh, say, you know, 
Well, yeah, if you want to spend like a minute or so, that would be that would be good. Well, the if other in order to complete this, there's another source of funding for this, which is Reggie, and that comes from auctioning off the right to basically pollute power producers to put, to put all this carbon into the air that's causing greenhouse. So in order to get this right, they spend some money um, under the greenhouse gas. And this is a regional thing for 11 states. And New Hampshire is, uh, you know, instead of using that money for energy efficiency, they use it to rebate to the customers. And so our energy efficiency is, is deprived now from both ways. And there's an effort to try to increase the money going to energy efficiency and less to rebates. Yeah, it's, I have to say, I, I, Did I do I, that I, in a quick enough that, time? <laughs> that was very good job. If I have to say this, we, we obviously are going to have you back on during this session because there's a lot of stuff to cover because we didn't even get into the other, so much of the other legislation, you know, in terms of housing, in terms of uh, other workplace stuff, and it's just it's a whole slew of, <laughs> and taxes, <laughs> taxes, exactly. So we'll be, you know, we'll be having you back on during the session to talk about some of these things, but, they, you know, I think that it's a good if people want to take a chance, take a, I think it's a worth the read of Bob's story just to get an overview of what's some of the stuff that's going to be happening because, you know, this is stuff that affects you know pretty much every business in the state if if it passes or if they somehow it some of them if they don't pass it's going to affect businesses. Mm -hmm. So uh, this is uh, just stuff you know that we, we're keeping track of. Bob's doing it for us, boots on the ground. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, anyway, thanks, Bob, so much for joining us this week, and be well, everybody. <laughs>